It's time to get away. And to help get you there, it's Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Here's the host of Travel Bags, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. So glad to have you all join us today. We have a great show planned for you. It's another Just Got Back series. Well, those are great series to talk about. And again, the show focuses on traveling, and we go to unique places. I think that's something that's neat to talk about. And you went to a very interesting place this time. I did. I did. I was in Spain. And I'll tell you, we think about Spain and we think about Madrid and Barcelona, but there's so much more to it. Well, Spain is interesting because when people think of great food around the world, I think without doubt, um, Spain is the culinary capital of the world. Well, you know, on this trip, I thought about you so much, Doc Bill, because I said on so many occasions, if Doc Bill was here, he would just dig right into this food scene. For culinary travelers, it is definitely the spot to go to. And yes, you know, I just got back from an area called Castilla and Leon. It's a region of Spain. And from history to culture to magnificent cathedrals, museums that are filled with art and really art that dates back to even 14th, 15th, 16th centuries. It's just amazing. And then, of course, like you just mentioned, there's great food and there's a great wine scene there as well. Well, it's true. I mean, when you think of food, you got to go to areas that are old and the, long, and the older areas are. They have a long history of a great food culture. And these areas, particularly that you, that you visited, are well world renowned for certain famous dishes, uh, as well as having high end wines and high end what we call preserved foods or some people refer to them as slow foods. And mm-hmm. These are great things like cheeses, a variety of uh, uh, fixed meats. Um, and again, a variety of fruits that are done in a great way. Some serve fresh and then some are pickled and preserved in other fashions. Well, absolutely. The food scene is really great there. But now what kind of things do you think people think about when they think of Spain other than food, like bullfighting and flamenco dancing? I think bullfighting, flamingo dancing, and then the first thing that comes to everyone's mind is Barcelona. Those are the two things they think about when they think of Spain, I think, these days. Well, I tell you, Castilla and Leon was beautiful. I mean, that area is one of Spain's uh, 17 regions, and it is divided into nine provinces. And the region of Castilla and Leon is larger than some countries, and it's actually one of the largest in Europe. There's 95, uh, 95 uh, square kilometers uh, this there, and only 2.5 million people live in the province. So it's not that heavily populated at all. Well, that's true. You want areas that aren't heavily populated and that have a great um, area of small farms and to bring the stuff directly to the people in that region. And you get that in um, this particular portion of Spain. But uh, most of all, it's renowned for very, very unusual products. One is its beef, and the most highly renowned is its is pork products. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We're going to talk all about that in one of the later segments because we're going to focus exactly on the food because you're right, it's renowned for that Iberico pork, which I know you love. That's one of your favorites. But now the Castilla Leon region uh, is a really great place because it has eight of the rural heritage uh, sites are within that region right there, which is phenomenal to me when you think about it because that means there's a lot of history that's been preserved there. Now, we visited a couple of those um, of those uh, rural heritage sites, and Salamanca and Alvila are two of the ones that we that we visited, as well as a couple of other ones. Now, the name Castilla comes from the word castle. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Well, how many castles do you think they have in that region? I'd guess probably over 100. Uh, they have 326 castles that are located in that region. 
and a couple of other really fascinating points of, of interest as well in that region, too. Well, it's interesting because things date back there for such a long period. It puts human existence, really, you look at how long humans has been on the planet. When you th- talk about things going back to the um, you know, 1100s, 1200s, that's a long time back. That's many, many generations. It is, it is. There are 11 cathedrals there. 352 museums, and a lot of those museums are in buildings that do date back, you know, centuries and centuries ago. And there are over 1,800 monuments that are around the, that region. And it has the oldest University of Spain is in that Castilian Leon region as well. 42 golf courses, because I know folks like to do uh, those kind of things too. So you can certainly get that in too if you're interested in golfing, as well as skiing. Again, you have the whole diversity of things to do. And if you like to ski and golf, you have the outside stuff to do. There's plenty of hiking to do in those areas. And again, people like to discover and go in some of the old cathedrals and old um, church buildings. That's a neat thing to do. It really is. You know, that area has been described as a living museum. And it really is because around every corner, there's something extraordinary and something surprising, as well as the landscape itself is beautiful with, you know, the green rolling fields. I mean, it's just really, really beautiful. But now, I was on a specific trip when I was there, though. I was a journalist that was a guest of the tourism department. So they, you know, were really rolling out the red carpet for not only me, but a couple of other folks from, a couple of them were from the U.S., but then also some of them were from Europe, and one gentleman was from the Philippines. So there was a nice group of us, a small enough group that we could ask questions and get a lot of uh, time to to see all the different things. Now, this tour is all uh, around St. Teresa and her life. As a matter of fact, this is the fifth centenary of her birth, and there are exhibits and events that are honoring her really all along that Castilla and Leon area. Well, that's interesting. You know, the churches back in that area and the cathedrals are incredible. And a lot of times people have concepts of when they think about religion, but Catholicism is the oldest established form of Christianity. And you see certain aspects of the Catholic um, Roman Catholic faith that really bring back things that some of you, that us may regard as far, particularly if you're from a Baptist or more Protestant background. But again, this is where everything came from. That's right. That's right. And it's amazing the, the things that, that St. Teresa did as well. She was born in 1515, and she became very uh, prominent in the Roman Catholic Church. During her life, she was a reformer, and she wrote books and did a lot of educational things. Now, this tour links together towns and villages in which St. Teresa carried out her foundation. It was where she lived, where she she worked, and she is the female patron saint of Spain, and she's the first woman to be named the doctor of the church. Now, the mm-hmm. cities that she influenced are cities in Castilla, Leon, and we visit several of those, as I mentioned earlier, and we'll talk about each of those and some of those things that you can do. Now, when we first arrived, we arrived into Madrid. So if you're interested in going to this area, Madrid is certainly uh, one of your first stops. And then we took a bus ride that took about an hour and a half uh, for us to get to our first city to start our tour of uh, St. Teresa's uh, journey. And that city was a villa where the fields and the pastures really slowly, slowly merge into the towns and villages. It's a walled city that dates back to the Middle Ages. And this beautiful city is where St. Teresa was born. Now, in that city, you can see things like the Church and Covenant of uh, St. Teresa, and that's where she was born. And you can also see the St. Vincent Basilica there. Now, here's a little trivia for you, Doc Bill. What is a basilica? Oh, this, I think there are these, uh, basilica, I think, is a place where the actual bones or the actual saint's body is um, buried. 
Well, that's a little bit true. Yes, that can be. But really, a basilica started out as being an oblong, long building or a large building where you could gather people together. But it's used now as Christian churches, is usually what you hear it uh, used as now. And these privileges for the church to be called a basilica have been given by the Pope. So now another question is we're going down to the end of the segment here, and we'll see if maybe some of the listeners maybe can look this one up too. Uh, here's another question for you. What is the difference between a cathedral and a basilica? And we'll talk about that when we get back. We'll talk about that when we get back. So this is all great information, and when we come back, we're also going to talk about those cities that I, that I went to because we went to some other ones as well other than the one where she was born. And when we come back, we'll talk about those, some of the things that you can see there because this exhibit is going on through November 10th. So there's still a little bit of time. If you're interested in going, just call your travel professional and book a trip over to Spain and see this tour of St. Teresa and all the wonderful things that she did. Now you're listening to Travel Bags with Anita and Friends and we're talking about one of my Just Got Back stories. So stay put because we have a lot more information coming to you from North Georgia's News Talk AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. Back in a minute. 